0: Welcome to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast. My name is Ashley. And I'm Katie. And today we are actually, y'all, coming to you from Florida. Katie and I decided to take a little work retreat down to Florida to get some sunshine, beach time, and do lots of work, which we're excited about. (laughs)
1: I know we're, that's why we're in beach clothes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but we actually have something really exciting to share with you before we get into today's discussion, which is Katie and I have been diligently working on a plant-based in 30 days course for like the last six months, maybe it's been a while. It's been a while. So it's finally ready, but we want to give one scholarship to our podcast listeners, because we appreciate you so much. So if you've been thinking about going plant-based or maybe you're already plant-based, but you're struggling with it, it just, you're not in that rhythm quite yet. Or maybe you've had a recent health scare or your doctor is talking to you about going on medication and you want to try things your way. This course is designed specifically to help you go plant-based in 30 days. And we put that 30 day timeline on there, but Katie, like we really, you can take as much time as you need. The course is never going to go away. So you have plenty of time to finish it. One thing, and Katie probably knows what I'm going to say here. One thing we love about this course is that there are worksheets that go along with each module, set of modules that you complete, and there is an opportunity for Katie to review those worksheets and give you feedback if that's what you're interested in. <laughs> that is we so we created a course before and this is one feature that I feel like is going to make people so much more successful on their plant-based journey because not only are you going to learn about how to go plant-based, But we're also going to force you to put it into action by making you, well, quote, making you fill out these worksheets. That way you can put into action what you're learning. I've taken so many courses before and that I actually took a course recently that had that component and it was mind blowing. I was so much more, I, it was just much more, I had much more accountability. I felt like Uh, I put into practice what I had just learned in the modules. Sometimes you watch something or you listen to something and then it's like in one ear, out the other. So I really like that aspect.
1: I know how many of us have been on Instagram at like midnight and we're like, "Ooh, I want to take that," and then it just ends up sitting in your inbox and you don't really do anything with it. So this one, I'm so excited it has that accountability feature because I think reflection and accountability, I think that's so important for behavior change. And you know, this has the power to you know change your life in a big, big way. So we're so excited. Yeah, I mean, we hear stories all the time of people who have gone
0: plant based mostly for health reasons, and they just say, "I." wish I would have done it sooner. I know Katie and I agree with that too. We're like, oh, we wish we would have done it sooner. So,
1: so true. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So we created this course again, specifically to help people transition to plant-based. So we go through mindset, we go through meal planning, we go through meal prepping, we go through how to create a grocery list, how to set up your week for success, how to turn over your already maybe standard American diet kitchen into more of a plant-based one. So transitioning your pantry, your fridge, your freezer over. And there's even one of my favorite another favorite component, Katie, there is a, a worksheet in there that you can download. That's kind of like a map on what it looks like to go plant-based. So you're starting here in your journey and it kind of has these steps on what it looks like to go plant-based. So I really like that too, because it gives you a clear picture on how to really successfully go plant-based because I know a lot of people will get overwhelmed by the journey and they stop, or maybe they get stuck at one point. So we really try and guide you through each step as best as possible from working with hundreds of clients from doing this journey ourselves for over a decade. So we put all the best information possible in there. So the scholarship piece, what we want you to do if you feel like you've been wanting to go plant-based, but you've maybe been putting it off or again, are just really struggling with it. We would love to actually hear your story and why this course would be important or why it would add value to your life. And so there is an email address linked below in the show notes. You can just click that email and send us a story on why you think this course would add value to your life. And then we will pick one person to gift this course to. So we will collect these stories throughout the month of June. This is June, 2023, and we'll review your stories. And at the end of June, we will contact you personally, and then we'll also announce the winner of the scholarship on the podcast, if that's something that you're okay with us doing.
1: Yay. I'm so excited because, you know, you sit there and you're like, oh, this will be perfect for me, but maybe you don't have the finances in that moment. So this is a great opportunity for you to tell us why it would be beneficial to you and maybe we'll pick you. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: Katie, let's dive into today's topic. I'm ready. So today's topic, we are talking about more than a body by Lindsay and Lexi kite who have their PhDs and wrote this incredible book and what more than a body is. It's a book that examines the way our society tends to focus on physical beauty and how it affects us in negative ways. So this was our book pick for the month of June on Instagram, and this is something that we've been doing all year, and we plan to continue for the rest of the year, and we thought this book was incredibly timely, especially with summer being right around the corner. So the authors of this book, Lindsay and Lexi, who happen to be identical twin sisters, They provide evidence from science and their own personal experience to explore topics like disordered eating, body dissatisfaction, and a lot more, which we're going to talk about today. They also argue that we need to break free from this culture, culture, ideal of physical perfection so that we can focus on caring for our bodies and minds in a healthy way. It's, I mean, it was an incredibly inspiring book and it also encourages us to prioritize self care, compassion and kindness over physical appearance. There were so many beautiful nuggets of information. A lot of them slapped me across the face, (laughs) but they were really great. And I feel like today, especially this book is especially relevant because in today's society, we are constantly bombarded with images of really just impossible beauty standards on a daily basis, whether it's social media, whether you're at the checkout line, the grocery store, it's constant. And so this book outlines the very real consequences of this idealization of physical perfection from insecurity to disordered eating behaviors. The book also emphasizes that it's not about striving for unattainable, quote, perfect bodies, but rather learning to appreciate and care for your own body from a place of self-compassion. So it's a great book. I highly recommend everyone read it. I think it's especially impactful for women because that's who this book specifically speaks to. And that's what we're going to discuss today.
1: So, you know, one of the main topics that they talk about is that our worth is Based on how others perceive us, so not how you know you are you know thinking about yourself or being proud of something that you've done, but we learn from a very young age. And again, we're kind of speaking from a woman's perspective. Is that what that's what this research is based on? Um, is we learn from a very young age that you know our worth is not based on how we feel, but on how others perceived us. So I don't know about you, actually, but I. I struggled to remember a time where I was not conscious of this, where my earliest memories really started from me being self-conscious and really understanding, you know, people were, or I was thinking that people were looking at me, what my hair was doing, what I was wearing, you know, uh, what jewelry I was wearing, where did I shop. Uh, and so what about you? Do, you? do you remember when that started for you? Gosh,
0: I'm kind of the same way where I never remembered not having, not, not, not having that issue, but I feel like it's always been in the back of my mind. I feel like the more I learned about it over like the past decade, the more I've realized how ingrained it mm-hmm. has been in me from mm-hmm. a child, from honestly, const- constantly feeling the need to cover myself up or re- wear really uh, modest clothing. You know, I've had people say things to me that I'm like that is so inappropriate. you're <laughs> just uh, like really shocked. I mean, even more recently from a recent experience. So I ride a scoop, my scooter to the gym and I typically wear short shorts. And I now lately have been wearing sweatpants because several people have said stuff to me about my legs, just, you know, just commenting as I'm scootering by. And I just,
1: I didn't like it. So I'm like, I'm going to wear sweatpants. But now I'm like, maybe I need to challenge that thought. I recently was listening to a TikTok and it was of this dad and he was talking about his experience shopping for his like nine month old daughter and him going to like Target or Walmart and looking at the girl's clothes and really seeing the difference between the genders. So uh, the boy clothes would say things like, you know, I'm brave, you know, lots of superheroes, brainiac, nerd, heartbreaker. Um, there was a couple that said, like, keep your daughters close, uh, you know, <laughs> for like little babies. And then the girls, obviously, we know, like cute princess. And then uh, he actually really struggled with one that said, I hate my thighs, a little onesie for like a little nothing month baby. And so when we say it's starting young, I mean, it's, it's starting young. I mean, it's in the, you know, it's in the fabric of uh, at least the American psyche. I'm not sure how bad it is other places, but can you imagine? You know, a little nine month old, like worried about her thighs, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous when you think about it. Yep. So, so yeah, I just love this book because they kind of start out. They're two sisters. They're twins. They kind of open with talking about focusing and and really pinpointing that focusing on our appearance. On just our appearance, like that is the problem. Yeah, uh, where we totally minimize all of our accomplishments, and you know how uh, you know nice we are to our families, and mm-hmm. you know what we bring to the table at work, and and it's totally about what we look like. Yeah. Uh, and when you really boil it down, doesn't that sound ridiculous? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about it. And I mean, kind of going
0: off of what you were saying, like we are so focused on the negatives or the things that aren't going well. It's so hard for us to focus on the things that are going well or that our bodies are capable of. I mean, think about the things that our bodies do every single day, even as simple as going to the bathroom, being able to walk, like all of these things that many of us take for granted that we're able to do, we're able to eat, we're able to feed ourselves. And it's just really sad that, and I'm guilty of this too, that we harp on the things that aren't going well are our,
1: or are negative in our minds. And how much, you know, bandwidth we give that yeah, uh, as opposed to thinking about more important things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we see
0: this a lot, I would say, in our own journeys and with our clients is, you know, a client might be doing incredibly well, but if their weight is not moving or if they decide to st- step on the scale, which we actually don't encourage then that one number can throw off their entire journey, all the progress they've made. And we see that time and time again, which is why we try to help them break free from the scale, break free from that pursuit of weight loss, because we know that it's such a meaningful measurement of what is truly valuable in your life. And yes, that kind of ties into the book pretty perfectly, too.
1: Yeah. So one of the tools that they talk about is kind of to combat this is Really examining what you find beautiful, really giving your brain a chance to redefine what beauty is. Because, you know, when we think about media or all of the 10,000 images uh, that we get bombarded with every single day, uh, it's a very limited scope of kind of what beauty means. And so that's something I personally have really tried to you know, incorporate into my life and really think about okay, if I'm looking at someone and 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 I want to appreciate their beauty, I want to make sure that it's not just for you know that that standard of beauty that we're all kind of you know bombarded with. That that we're talking about someone's character or that they're being an individual or that they're creative and talented. Again, something something unique about them that draws people to them. Uh, so I think that's been a really eye-opening experience for me because I think it just helps me be more appreciative. Yeah, I agree.
0: And I think it's it's really hard to not compare yourself to other people. And that's something that I know you and I are working on, our clients are working on, is that constant comparison. Because when you're comparing yourself to people over and over and over again, typically you're putting them on a pedestal and you're lowering yourself or you're making yourself feel bad about maybe something that you don't have that they do, or maybe a way that they look that you don't look. Like, and that can be really discouraging day in and day out. And so working through that as well, that's something they talk about in the book of trying to break free from constantly comparing yourself to other people because we have to remind ourselves too, no matter what someone looks like, no matter what someone is wearing or doing, we truly have no idea what's going on in that person's life. We have no idea what's going on in between their ears. And so to compare yourself to someone else, you, you just never know. And so that constant comparison is is not helpful to either.
1: And I'm kind of dealing with that right now. So we're at the beach with Ashley, and she wants me to get in a bathing suit, and I'm not feeling 100% about it. Uh, so I'm dealing with that right now, too. Uh, so they do a great job, these two sisters of kind of weaving this kind of very similar story where one sister is really into swimming and so they kind of follow her in in these kind of critical ages and talk about how she deals with that. And in the beginning, she doesn't want to go to the pool party. She doesn't want to be in a swimsuit. And, you know, as she gets older and, you know, she's challenging these, these ideals, she's like, I'm going to go swimming and I'm going to enjoy myself. Uh, so it's very, it's very empowering, Mm. but they kind of talk about how people either deal with it a couple of different ways. They either, shame themselves so they isolate they may self-harm they may participate in some self-destructive behaviors or they try to fix it which i think a lot of us are in Mm -hmm. that boat where it's like oh let me get the right creams and let me wear the right thing and get the right spanks and then i'll be good uh and uh that was really that was really confronting because we're all like at least for me i mean it's decades of practice of being in the middle of this kind of capitalism where it's like yep. buy this if you buy this you'll be happy yep
0: well katie and i were just talking too earlier we were talking about i don't know if this is too soon to share the you know we were seeing a lot of lip fillers on social media mm-hmm. and katie and i both separately were like we've both thought about it it's like should we try
1: it like everyone's doing it and it's like why like why why do we want that i had never I had never been self-conscious about that part of my body. Yep. I had other things, that I, other parts of my body that I was like, oh, I want to fix that. But as soon as, you know, images and social media and TV, they were telling me that, oh, this is the new beauty ideal. Yep. It's yep. like all of a sudden, oh, you're lacking. Something's wrong. You got to fix it. Mm-hmm. And there's never going to there's you're always going to have something to fix. There's always going to be a new trend. Oh, yeah. There's always going to be the next cream, the next fancy plastic surgery. I mean, where does it end? Yeah. Yeah, For those of you
0: who are more mature, (laughs) you have seen how even body sizes trend throughout the decades, which is absurd. So absurd. You know, what was really popular in the 90s? We won't go into what was popular in the 90s. It's just like stuff that you're, you're bombarded with that you're like, what the heck? Our bodies are not trends. Our bodies are bodies. They're these beautiful beings that we get to live in while we're here on earth. And
1: it's really important to appreciate them. And that's much easier said than done. And I think this is a good guidebook to kind of walk you through why you believe the certain things you believe and then gives you some good tools to to kind of combat those so so one of the things they really stress is i thought was a great chapter is about our our media consumption and talking about you know that media tells us what a woman is supposed to look like when i think about that that just makes me sleep. (laughs) Uh, And so I think about, you know, now that I'm a little bit older or a lot older, uh, I really have the I just have the wherewithal to really think about why i think the way i do and so one of the big things like i used to love you know romances the notebook and all that all that good stuff and so if you go back to like disney princesses and like things from like the 80s and 90s they did not age well these female characters have one thing on their mind it's like how do i impress the dude i'm gonna give up my career i'm gonna go spend all this money i'm gonna go across the world to try to find them and chase them and then once i get that i'll be happy yeah. and it's like oh my gosh i'm gonna get rid like, of my fins yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about the little mermaid uh that came up and if you think about it from gosh when did that come out 80s 90s oh, the first maybe one? The early 90s so think about it. I mean, she gave up being a mermaid, what most little girls would dream to be, uh, to go live it up with the prince. <laughs> Give up ocean life. Uh, and so it just sounds absurd when you say it out loud. And so we were talking about, I read this article about the new oh, one yeah. that's coming out. And Wait, so if you haven't seen it, you oops, might want to fast
0: Yeah, because we're going to do some spoilers. Neither of us but, have seen
1: it, but we've yeah. read some stuff on it. <laughs> uh, so they've really taken into account I think what little girls are going to be kind of exposed to and so they've taken you know the Prince Eric storyline has kind of been more of a subplot and they, ooh, lightning, uh, and they are going to kind of push this different plot where she wants to she's just obsessed with kind of the world above the ocean. The gadgets and gizmos, um, plenty. Yeah, the gadgets and the gizmos. And so that's the main attraction I think. So it's not necessarily um, the man, it's like yeah. she's wanting to kind of maybe pursue a career, or these
0: things she's really passionate about
1: yeah which i i love for little girls i have three nieces i don't want them thinking that uh all they have in life is just chase boys right yeah and <laughs> then they like alter the lyrics of a song too yeah so if you remember kiss the girl the consent is a little bit uh again did not age well so uh they have switched some of the lyrics yeah to be more consensual which i think is Good for you, Disney. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, the Disney movies that we're seeing now are a little bit different, slash, a lot different than what we saw when we were kids in the 80s and 90s. But it's just again, like just the media that we're consuming, yeah. um, base it bases on this idea that our happiness, our worth, our power, our relationship status is dependent on our consumability. So, how good we look to others and how sexy we are. And it's just infuriating. It is. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I think that, like, we don't deserve that. Like, we deserve
0: to be happy deserve- and content in our bodies. We don't deserve to try and fit into a box from society standards or from honestly men's standards, uh, historical men's standards. And just, yeah, it's, it's really frustrating. Yeah. So this, this book gives you some,
1: some chutzpah. Uh, it, it gets does. you, it gets you fired up. <laughs> oh, it does. Like I said, there are some slaps in the face. You're like, wow, I never thought about that. Well, speaking of like consumability. So they talk about media. And mm-hmm. again, we're bombarded with all of these images, a lot being from ads, kind of getting us to, to buy things. So Ashley's always saying, you know, follow. Follow the money. Yep. Uh, so this part was very confronting to me because they challenge what you participate mm-hmm. in in terms of beautification. So what are you spending your money on yep. to improve your look? So not vitamins, not to improve wellness, it's like, what's, what are you spending your money on to improve your looks? So, yeah. Katie, we were
0: like sitting here at the dining room table and we were like going through like this list of things that we do. And we're like, are you kidding me? They
1: all add up. So let's go through like some of them really quickly. Um, waxing, uh, Nails. Haircuts, <laughs> yeah, creams. I have to say I'm a sucker for creams. Eyebrows. I mean, we both had tattooed eyebrows. Yep. Uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> I
0: did too undergarments like special undergarments like you said for like sexy time or for working
1: out or for just going to target guys have one they have to buy what three pair of underwear in they're set we got to have undergarments for all those things it's true so anger inducing
0: it's ever, the list goes on i think we came up with like 100
1: things so uh so so it's it's good to kind of i think that being confronted like that i think that's i think it's yeah, good to yeah to check yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And part
0: of checking yourself, which we're going to talk about here too, is checking yourself when it comes to social media. So that's something that Katie and I have both of our clients, both of our clients have her and I both have our clients (laughs) go through, which is basically doing a social media cleanse. And that is going through and filtering out people or accounts that just don't make you feel good about yourself or about your body. I had a client recently. She did it a couple of weeks ago. She ended up unfollowing like 400 people. It was insane. And of course, I was like, good for you because you just don't need that SHIT in your life. You don't need to be constantly bombarded with messages that make you feel worse about yourself because we're constantly on social media and that can be a huge driver into making us all the more dissatisfied with our bodies. So for you, if this is something that you struggle with, I would highly challenge you to go through your social media and unfollow or mute people or accounts that just don't make you feel great about yourself and that can be from fitness influencers to different creators i even had a client who had a hard time following like um, a meal prepping person because the meals were just so perfect she felt like she couldn't live up to those expectations so unfollow and it's no offense to that person or that account it just it's really about protecting yourself and your mental health and how you feel about yourself
1: because that you know that digestion that that Adds up that has an effect oh yeah uh yeah. and so one of the when I started working with Ashley one of her favorite one of my favorite things that she told me to do was set a timer for your social media so yeah. for your Instagram for your TikTok and really get an understanding of how much time you're spending on those things because sometimes we're just doom scrolling and <laughs> and we don't really we don't really realize that you know minutes and hours are going by. And especially if we've kind of cultivated this environment of just like nothing but perfectionism that Mm -hmm. can be, gosh, that can take a toll.
0: Yeah. And with all the filters that are out there these days, you also just sometimes don't know what's realistic and what's not. I even have a hard time with that when I'm watching people work out or looking at them posing. I'm like, is this real? life?
1: You know, it just, it kind of warps with your mind a little bit. So have they stuffed their buns? uh, Oh yeah, totally. uh, Made their buns nice and round. Yep. uh, (laughs) That exists. There are seen, I have seen someone behind the scenes that I was like blown away. I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah.
0: My workout partner was telling me there's actually (laughs) padded tights now where like the butt is padded. So I mean, there's just so much out there that you just don't know what's actually Real and what's
1: not. How do we get anything done if we're thinking about this all day? Right? I (laughs) I don't
0: know. And so can you see how we're constantly trying to live up to these beauty standards that aren't even realistic in the first place? I think that's what's so frustrating is like some of this stuff isn't even real. There was something, I was listening to something about, oh, it was in the book. It talked about Kelly Clarkson being on the cover of a magazine Mm -hmm. and they apparently edited, this might have been I can't remember when Kelly Clarkson became popular Maybe mm-hmm. in the 2000s. The 2000s, yeah. So they edited her. I can't remember which magazine company it was, but she was on the cover, and they edited her like majorly. Like she didn't even look like the same person. And they were like, well, she still exudes confidence, and it's still, you know, Kelly Clarkson. And I can't remember what else they said, but basically it was like, well, why did why did you even do that? Like why not put the real Kelly Clarkson yeah. on there? Why are you She's trimming her face just, and her yeah. thighs? And like, yeah, it's just, yeah.
1: Oh, crazy. That's crazy. We're getting fired up. I know. Yeah, we Yeah, we need to get back to our notes. <laughs> uh, so I love that they kind of break it down. They give you a lot of options, but uh, we have some that really spoke to us. Just kind of questions that really c- you can ask yourself uh, because, you know, you may be a little bit confused. You're like, I don't know how this is impacting me. Uh, so really ask yourself some of these questions about what you're digesting. So do I feel better or worse about myself when I see this? So
0: that could be on social media. That could be maybe even watching a television show. I had to stop. This is the truth. I had to stop watching some HGTV shows because it made me feel like my home was not like where it should be. I don't know. It just made me feel (laughs) bad about my house. And I was like, this is not good. I love my home. So again, unrealistic expectations. (laughs)
1: But it but I love that you recognize that and you were like, no, no, no bueno. Yeah, this was like years ago. Yeah. I love this one because me and Ashley all are all about following the money, questioning everything. Who profits from me believing this message that you need this cream or you need these spanks? Who yep.
0: profits from it? Or you need to eat meat. No, I'm just yes. kidding.
1: <laughs> It's not just for research
0: studies. I mean, following the money and thinking about who profits from me believing this applies to so many other areas of our life. And beauty is a big one. And
1: pretty much, I know who's going to be getting the money. It's not anybody that I want to have a bunch of money. I can tell right? you a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, we won't mention any particular people. <laughs> uh, does this message seek to profit from my insecurities by selling solutions to fix my flaws? Read that one again. So does this message seek to profit from my
0: insecurities by selling solutions to fix my flaws? Wow. Yeah. Quote flaws. Wow. That reminds me of diets, how Mm. those are sold day in and day out. And if it doesn't work, guess whose fault it is. It's the person who's doing the diet. It is not the company. It's not the supplement, you know, people selling the shakes, the supplements. It's always the person doing it, which is ridiculous. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We're just just growling over here. (laughs) Okay.
0: Yeah. So how can we kind of work through some of these, which again, uh, we recommend reading the book, but we kind of want to give you maybe just some, some thoughts and tools that you can take away from this.
1: Yeah, So they talk about cleansing your feed too and like what you're posting. So, uh, you know, Ashley and I talked about this. uh, You know, if you're putting things out into the world, are you participating in kind of perpetuating these unrealistic standards? So making sure that, uh, you know, you're not joking or you're not pointing out flaws even kind of in a self-deprecating manner uh that's gonna perpetuate you know these types of things
0: yeah yeah a couple examples that they gave in the book is like when you're on social media are you saying um i'm learning to love my thunder thighs or i'm so embarrassed to show this picture of my belly rolls but i'm gonna do it anyway you know what kind of messaging are you putting out there because thunder thighs are just thighs (laughs) <laughs> and your belly is your belly.
1: <laughs> and also, you know, are you secretly or maybe not on purpose, but getting validation for asking for validation for your mm. appearance only mm-hmm. uh, and not what's going on on the inside? Yeah. yeah. Ash. I had a, a client recently who she
0: had a birthday party and she had so many of her close dear friends show up for her, even flying across the country to show up for her birthday party. And we talked and she, she said this, I'm not gonna put words or I don't want to speak for her, but what she said was basically she was so taken aback by how deep these connections were. And she's struggling with some body image issues. She's like, I didn't even care what my body looked like. I didn't even care what I was wearing. She's like, the fact that I had these connections with people that they also did not give a, you know, what, about what I looked like, like they wanted to be there to support me and celebrate my birth and all that. It just, for her, I think it really put into perspective, again, like what's truly valuable in your life. And it has really very little to do with your outside appearance. And of course, we're not saying like, let yourself go and don't do these things that like, like I do like getting my nails done. Like it is fun for me. (laughs) But what we're saying is is this is something that feels crippling or it feels like it's detracting from your life or making you feel less than, then it 100% needs to be addressed. If you're constantly feeling like these messages or these photos or images that are being thrown at you day in and day out are making you feel bad about the way you look or how you're living your life, then that's something that needs to be addressed.
1: So I think they kind of round it out and give this really, you know, this really visceral image that, and I'm going to quote them, self-objectification is the invisible prison of picturing yourself being looked at instead of just fully living it is the soul sucking act of policing and monitoring yourself against your worst fears of what someone else might be thinking when they look at you wow that's hard to read (laughs) yeah no but you're right i mean it is incredibly soul sucking and think
0: about it you're not able to live your full authentic life if you're trying to live up to these unrealistic beauty standards Mm hmm okay.
1: <laughs> How are you feeling on the other end of your headphones? I hope you're doing okay. <laughs> we we need therapy. We need to go therapy. Yeah. <laughs> but I think what they talk about is, you know, using each other again, kind of having a support system. I think, especially in the last couple of years, everybody who's kind of, you know, been following the Me Too movement. You know, when I was younger, in my 20s, female, other females were competition. They were, yeah. they were catty. They were, Uh, you know, sometimes people that I would try to avoid. Now, oh my gosh, my girls, I could not live without. Uh, You know, we have to celebrate each other and again, kind of help check each other and make sure, uh, Ashley did it to me today. I did a little snide comment. Ooh, she got me. I did. My sisters and I, we really catch ourselves, especially in front of my nieces, uh, you know, talking negatively about our bodies and we're like, And we're like, no, we cannot do that. We are not, we are breaking that cycle Yep. this generation. And
0: sometimes (laughs) that's what it takes. One person at the dinner table to say, no, that conversation is not happening here. We're not going to talk about dieting or whatever that is. Or when you're together with your group of friends and someone talks about how they hate their body or something like that, like try to be that person that is encouraging, empowering, uplifting, and pointing people to resources. If they're open to it, Mm -hmm. that will help them work through some of those things instead of maybe encouraging them to continue to be like, oh, yeah, I also hate my nose or whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, one of the things that Ashley and I always talk about is that, you know, this kind of fitness, health whirlwind uh, that we get bombarded with, thinness does not equal health. So, you know, I thought it was funny they point out that, you know, someone decides, okay, I'm going to work on my health Mm -hmm. instead of, going to the doctor and be like, "Oh, how's my blood work? What can I work on?" They take it on tape measure. I was like, "That is so accurate." Yes. <laughs> and what a small, you know, what a small window into what health means. Yeah. Uh so so I just loved that.
0: Yeah. That reminds me. So I saw something on Reels recently, and maybe you've seen this too, where a woman, she was like the 1000th person of the day at a gym, and so she won a free one-on-one like personal training session. And so she goes this session, kind of excited, maybe a little hesitant. And the first thing the trainer does is, "All right, let's step on the scale. Let's see how much you weigh." And she's like, "I'm not going to do that." She's like, "Okay, okay. Well, let's like let's measure your body fat percentage. You know, hold this thing in your hands, and we'll measure it." And she's like, "I don't want to do that either." And so again, it takes people like that to challenge the norm or what we feel like is a measurement of health. And I just really appreciated her message.
1: Snap <laughs> my. <laughs> go, go girl <laughs> but katie you also have a really great uh, another great quote that i appreciate so they talk about a lot about how you know this before and after culture where you're not good enough the before is like the worst person ever and once you hit that after that life will be perfect and happy and uh we'll we'll be done right Uh, and it's not about that. It's like, okay, if after's on Monday, what happens on Tuesday? Yeah. You know, the after's over. It's about the journey. It's the during. We are not a before and after. We are a during. It's about, you know, it's about the journey, not the destination. Yeah, that is so true. (laughs) That's the same with going plant-based. It's about the journey. Progress, not perfection. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like
0: that's a really great place to wrap it up. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. Katie and I are going to uh, enjoy some time in the sun. Yeah, (laughs) I (laughs) know. Take a breather. Maybe go meditate. No. <laughs> or maybe go hit yeah. something <laughs> we highly recommend we'll include the link to this book in the show notes along with the scholarship opportunity that we mentioned as well at the beginning of this episode thank you so much for tuning in today we appreciate you we're so grateful for you and I think that's it
1: yeah it's summer love your bodies that's right <laughs> go have fun all right bye y'all <laughs> Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the plant-centered and thriving podcast today. If you found this episode inspiring, please share it with a friend or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you. Until next time, keep thriving.